the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, whatever's going on, look to the Lord. Don't get too excited. Don't give up. Just stand still. Can everybody say that? Stand still. And you'll see the glory of the Lord. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. A great salvation. A great salvation. Oh, I wish I could tell you how I, I feel about this salvation and how great it is. But those of you who have received, you know from experience, you don't have to have it defined. The Holy Spirit has already defined it to your consciousness and you know how great it is to be loved by God. I'm going to look at Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and there are four key words I'm going to look at with you that come from verses 1 through 4. And uh, we're going to look at the message that these four words bring to us. I'm talking about the word salvation, the word attention, the word drift, and the word escape. Salvation, excuse me, salvation in verse 3, a great salvation. That's where I got the title of the message. A great salvation. The word salvation <clears throat> in the Old Testament, it is used when the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, were at, uh, was at the Red Sea, and they hadn't crossed over yet. They had recently escaped from Egyptian bondage. Pharaoh let them go free, and uh, they were on their way to the Promised Land, Pharaoh then changes his mind and comes after them. And they become very, very frightened. Naturally, they would. There's the Red Sea in front of them. There's the mountains on either side of them. And there's Pharaoh's armies behind them. And Pharaoh is going to bring them back into slavery. The people cry out to Moses. They said, there were no graves in Egypt. But now we're all going to be killed out here in this strange place. And there are going to be lots of graves out here. Moses said, hold it. Just hold everything. Stop that kind of talk. Stop that kind of dismal, down, defeatism. We're going to believe. We're going to speak faith. We're going to talk faith. We're going to trust God. And here's where the word salvation comes in. Moses said, just stand still and you will experience the deliverance of God or the salvation of God. And indeed they did. They did. Friend, whatever's going on, look to the Lord. Don't get too excited. Don't give up. Just stand still. Can everybody say that? Stand still. still. And you'll see the glory of the Lord. 
In the New Testament, the word salvation has to do with Jesus forgiving sins. He forgives sins. He heals hurts. He delivers from evil. So deliverance by that mighty power and hand of God is the definition of the word salvation. Now, salvation is in three tenths. There's past tense, present tense, and future tense. Listen, I'm talking about you and what God has given you. There's something in you today that you can date back. There's something in you today that's working right now. And there's something there in your heart that's going to be there in the future. So may God help us to listen. There's something in us. Let's find out from the word of God what that something is. That something is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ and the great salvation that he has given. Now, I'm going to look at the screen with you, and I want them to put on the screen Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And in unison, let us read it. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. Now, notice it says, for it is by grace... God's unmerited favor, God's loving kindness, absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing that you have done except to believe. It is by grace you have been, have been, past tense. God did something in our past. Now, when were you saved? When did you give your heart to God? When were you baptized? Sometime in the past, a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, you have been saved. So that is salvation Past tense, something wonderful happened when you gave your heart to the Lord. I remember when I gave my heart to the Lord, I was at my grandmother's church. I was on vacation, and I went up to a a kneeling altar like this at the invitation of the pastor, and I gave my heart to Jesus. That was a long, long time ago, but I'll never forget it. It was such a wonderful experience. God put a spell on me. I'm under his spell still. It is so wonderful what God did. But salvation is also present tense. This this that happened way back there is still here with me and is still with you. It is there. Now, we're on a journey. Our life is compared to a pilgrimage. And God is keeping us on this pilgrimage. See, salvation happened way back there, but salvation, God saving me today. God delivering me today from evil, from powers, that I have no control over. This lady just gave a testimony how God kept her and blessed her. And, and look at how alive and, and spunky she is today. She's truly rejoicing in the Lord. Now, you are being kept by the power of God. God's salvation is still alive and it is still working. And we are celebrating with great thanksgiving what God is still doing right now. There's going to be troubles. They've already come disappointments, setbacks. Uh, I, I don't know what has happened in your life, but you're still in the church. You're still serving God. It's, what, what, what is this? That means salvation, present tense. God has kept you from those troubles, from defeating you. There are so many people, and I've pastored so long, and I know that they have said things like this. Pastor, what's the use? What's the use of going to church? I'm just as much a Christian outside the church as I'm in the church. I can get along without the church. What's the use? Why keep trying anymore? And they take this defeatist attitude. 
things have gotten them down. Problems have so wrapped themselves and entangled them. We met a young couple down in the, uh, uh, the mall and uh, used to be a member of our church. It's very active in the church, on the board of directors of the church, leadership. I'm talking about this church many, many years ago. Didn't have any children. Now they have three. Run into them, talk to them. Where are you? What's going on? Oh, we, we don't go to church anymore. You don't go to church anymore. I mean, I have preached to them. I have talked to them. I have loved them. And they said, well, what about your children? Well, we send them to a Christian school, to a Christian day school. They're, they're being taken care of. But we don't go to church anymore. Things happen in their lives. Things entangle them. Things upset them until they just finally gave up. Friend, there are things going to upset you even in the church. We want everybody to be perfect, don't we? Because we think we're perfect. (laughs) But we're just human, and we all make mistakes, and we all fail, but we forgive, we go on, because God has forgiven us and cleansed us from all of our sins. Now, I want you to put on the screen for me, please, Hebrews 12.1. Hebrews 12, there it is. Let's read that together. Therefore... Since we are surrounded by such a great call of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. That therefore refers back to the 11th chapter where Paul, or whoever the writer is of Hebrews, talks about Noah and Abraham and all the patriarchs. And he's liking these patriarchs to being like up in the bleachers at at maybe like a football stadium. And we're down there on the field playing the, the game of life, let's call it. And they're up there in the bleachers rooting that we'll win. That we'll overcome every temptation and every problem. They're, they're in heaven pulling for us. Looking at us right now, friend, there are Christians who have gone on, I believe, that see us and know about us. We don't talk to them. They don't talk to us. But they are hoping and praying and pulling for us that we'll make it through. And there are those who are falling by the wayside. But thank God there are those who are persevering. Notice it says, run with perseverance. Say that, run with perseverance. Run with patience. Run with with determination. determination. Say amen. Amen. That's how it's done. Now it says, let us throw off everything that hinders. There are problems. There are troubles. There are difficulties that are going to try to hinder you. Keep you out of the choir. Keep you out of the church. Keep you out of the small group. Keep you out of Sunday school. Keep you out of worship service on Sunday morning. There are all kinds of things that are going to come in. And now you have a choice whether you're going to serve the Lord, put God first, put his commands first, or whatever. Friend, there are opportunities to do everything. There are opportunities right now, 9 o'clock Sunday morning, for you to be out there doing something. There's going to be opportunities next Sunday morning for you to be out there doing something. You have a choice. You have a, tell me how much you love God. No, show me how much you love God. 
put your body where your mouth is. Oh, my. Well, I didn't plan on saying that. But it's time it be said, right? We're not fooling God. We're not. He sees the heart. He knows the dedication that is there. It says, let us, therefore, throw off. There are some things that you have to get rid of. Those unimportant, superficial, superfluous things that care nothing for your soul. They really don't love you. God loves you. The one who loves you, love him back by putting him first. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. So why not join us this Sunday? The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. So salvation, the new birth experience. Salvation, God is keeping me. I think this is just as powerful as when he saved me. It takes just as much power to keep me saved. And then someday he's going to put me in his presence. What a wonderful day that's going to be. I'm not going to be able to say, Lord, you know, the, I, the, the, I just can't come right now. <laughs> I've got so many things, you know, on, on, my, on my smartphone right now, <laughs> in my notebook. You know, man, there's just so many things. God, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. Okay. Now, we're going to look at the second word, the word Attention. The word salvation. Now look at verse 1. We'll go back to verse 1. Let, let's read this, this again. Read it. We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard. Notice, we must pay more careful attention. There are some Christians today, just like in the book of Hebrews, God was using a writer to talk to the Hebrew people who weren't paying all a lot of careful attention. They were being sloppy with Christianity. They're sloppy with their church attendance. They're, they're, they're not careful with their tithing of their money. They're just sloppy with it. But they're praying, God bless me financially. God bless me physically. God bless me emotionally. Friend, God can only bless you when you're in a position to be blessed. But when you move yourself out of this position of blessing, then God's not going to do it. He can't do it. He won't do it. I mean, we can't work God like we do a yo-yo. No, God wants our heart, our love, our devotion. Now, he said we must pay careful attention to what we have heard. Otherwise, we're going to be entangled. Things are going to get to us, wrap themselves around us, pull us away. Things we have heard. Friend, are you hearing and are you careful this morning of hearing what I'm saying from the word of God? Pay careful attention. 
to what you have heard. Listen to it. Obey it. If you don't pay careful attention, and if you just sort of hit and miss, and you're careful sometimes and you're not careful other times, then you're not very careful, and you're not paying very careful attention. And so God's going to be absent at that time when you're going to possibly need him the most. So we need to be careful to the truths that we hear, careful to the truths and the promises that we listen to. And we need to take those truths and those promises and work them into our mind, work them into our heart, work them into our emotions. And then we can call out to the Lord at any time, any time, any place, any situation or circumstances. And he's going to be there when that trial comes. Friends disappoint you. Uh, Life turns against you. It happens to everybody. No exception. The Lord will be there. God is a faithful God. Let him teach us how to be faithful and to follow him. Faithful in every way, in every respect, in every phase of our life. And he, you know he will be faithful and he will bless. So if we're going to have this salvation that's going to keep us today and bless us and watch over us and protect us, then we have to pay some careful attention to what we've heard. Right? We have to pay careful attention. Now, notice point C in the outline. And I want to look at verse 1 again, Hebrews 2.1. Let's read it again. We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard. Why? The why is mine. I put that in. Why should we pay more careful attention? So that we do not drift away. Friend, listen to me. There's not a Christian in this world that that has decided ahead of time, I'm going to drift away. I'm going to backslide. I'm going to grow cold and indifferent. Nobody has ever come up and said that. We don't know that we have drifted until we don't see the shoreline anymore. Until we don't feel the presence of God anymore. Until we don't have a desire to be with God's people anymore. If we're not careful and hear the word of God, it's like I'm told that somebody that starves themselves after a few days of starving physically, not eating any food, after a while they lose their appetite and they don't want to eat any food. And so it happens. Listen, you go without the Spirit of God, the Word of God, the worship with God's people very long, pretty soon you won't feel like you need it anymore. The desire won't be there. You will have just drifted away. Now notice it said, we must, we must say it. We must. That's an an imperative. We must pay. Uh, It's essential. I urge you by all means. That's what Paul I keep thinking Paul wrote that book. I'm not sure who wrote it. The author's name isn't given. But it sort of reminds me of something that that he would say or that he said somewhere else. But we do know this. This is the word of God. There were Hebrew people who were leaving the faith. People today, the same thing. Why? Why is it? We get entangled with things of this world. Making a living. Making more money. Getting ahead. Doing things we want to do. Thinking that we're making life pretty, beautiful, wonderful, comfortable for ourselves, only to become entangled, wrapped around like seaweed, until all of a sudden God has gone out of our life. Spirituality. Now, I'm not talking about losing your salvation. No, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about just losing your desire for God, losing your desire for spiritual things, 
losing that closeness and that dear relationship with the Lord. You, you haven't lost your salvation, but there's something that is missing now in your life, and when you call for it, it's not there. That's what I'm talking about. See, God wants to love you and take care of you. You don't know how important you are to him. You're so important to him. And God wants to take care of his babies, his children. He said, we must, we must. The consequences of not paying careful attention is that we're going to drift away. Just drift away. No sail, no oar, no rudder. Friend, that's what the word of God is. It's the sail, it's the oar, it's the rudder that holds us and keeps us on course. We go way out here, and then we, we come back, but we don't stop. We, we move way out here, and pretty soon we keep going further that way and further that way and further that way. And then maybe I meet you in, this, in the mall and say, where are you? Where have you been? Oh, we don't go to church anymore. Oh, I know I should. Friend, there's a lot of things we know we should. We know we should. This drifting away, it starts so small, little by little, little by little. There is that first glance. Then the next time, there's the longer look. The wooing, the enticement, the becoming engrossed. It just so happens so imperceptibly. You and I don't know it's happening. And the devil's serpent is working himself in and taking over your life and destroying your spirituality and that wonderful dear relationship with God. Oh, you may go to heaven when you die. But I'm talking about this present day living salvation today. God's watchful care in a world that is so wrong and has done so wrong. And the last word I want to look at with you is the word escape. Point D in your outline. Let's look at verse 3. There it is on the screen. Let's read it together. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? Look at that. I looked at that. If we ignore. Do you know you can ignore God? God's not going to grab you by the throat and throw you out of bed in the morning. And so you only got an hour to get ready to get to church. <laughs> He's not going to grab your checkbook and write out that tithe offering. He's not going to do it. He is not going to do it. If you don't do it, it's because you choose not to do it. How shall we escape if we ignore? Simply meaning if we neglect. My God, help us. We are neglecting the most important thing in our lives, in the life of our family, in the life of our children. We can ignore, we can neglect, we can do it. And there are many people who are doing just that. Salvation, past, present, future, but we can ignore it and walk away from it all. You can decide when you're going to obey, what you're going to obey. Friend, give your heart to Jesus, not your mouth, your heart, your life, your body, your soul, your spirit, your all. I'm a loved slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, I'm not going to tell you that one. I'll say that one for another time. But friend, I'm, I'm talking today to something that really need to come to the Lord in a way that, that he will once again restore to you 
something you've lost. You're thinking right now, well, Pastor, I feel okay. I don't feel like I've lost anything. Friend, just take inventory. Look at yourself. I'm not your judge. God wants to help you and bless you, minister to you. But it's time to come back to him. And if you have strayed, if you have drifted, and some of you right now are feeling, you know, I have drifted just a little bit. Not too far, but thank God pastor reminded me this morning. The Holy Spirit told me to be at church today so I could be reminded. And I, before I drift any further, I'm going to come back to Jesus. I'm going to move in close. I'm going to snuggle up. I'm going to live close to the Bible, close to the church, close to my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm going to be an obedient follower of Jesus. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? And consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.